My guest on this week's episode of Southern Search is Dixon Jones, CEO of Inlinks. Dixon is an industry veteran, a published author, frequent blogger, and one of the best educators in the industry. He's won numerous awards, including the illustrious Search Personality of the Year Award, and Inlinks, the company he founded, won the award for Search Technology of the Year. Dixon is an in-demand conference presenter and frequent keynote speaker. A few places you might have heard Dixon speak include PubCon, Brighton SEO, State of Search, and SMX. I caught up with Dixon on the day Inlinks was launching their new, super cool social media tool. This is the closest Sudden Search has come to a scoop, so I'm going to ask Dixon all about it. We'll spend most of our time together talking about Dixon's favorite topic, entities. He literally wrote the book titled Entity SEO Book, Moving from Strings to Things. If you really want to learn how Google has evolved their search engine over the years, you might be hard-pressed to find a better expert than Dixon Jones, and he explains complex things in a way that's very accessible. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Dixon Jones. We'll chat about disambiguation, how we can learn about the knowledge graph from posters you might find in a pub, and I'll spend a little time chatting about meeting the queen. All right, Dixon Jones, welcome to Sudden Search. How are you doing? Mark, it's nice to be here. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, cheers. Thanks for the, thanks for the mug. I, I'm happy it got there. The plan is really coming along nicely to have these shipped out. Going from the United States to the, U- to the UK, never know. But the- yeah, well, half the time they'll just leave it in customs and say, "Well, that looks like it needs uh, needs customs duty or something." But yeah, you know, got through today. Okay. Well, I, there's a lot I want to talk to you. You just got you just did a presentation at Brighton that I just listened to. And I thought it was awesome. But cool. Before, before I do that. This is about as close to a scoop as we ever get here at Susan Search. That never happened. Um, but Inlinks, the, the, the company you're the CEO of, has a new social media tool. So yeah, yeah, we we launched it today. So I mean, we're an SEO technology, but um, but the the technology is all about based around entities, which you know no one has to really worry about. But what's 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 important about the social media tool is that um, uh, it can uh, read your website and tell you or your customer you know what they need to be uh, posting about so it'll read all the website understand the underlying concepts uh, and then it'll send all of those concepts through to google to see what people are asking around those concepts uh, and then it will come out with this huge list you know potentially thousands of, of social media posting ideas all clustered by 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 topic of your website so it's all got got everything there and all you got to do is say that looks good that looks good that's rubbish that's but you know Click, 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 click. And you come up with this content plan of ideas to give to your clients. Say, right, you know what? These are the things that we really need to be t- posting about. And you know, know why we need to be posting about them? Because you're already talking about them on your website. If you talk about anything else, you can't back it up on your website. So this is what you've got to do. So that social media marketing guy that's got or girl that's got the problem of yeah but the customer needs to be able to post because they know their business best right and they got that whole problem when they're told to do a social media marketing plan you know it's all gone away now because now you can say right we've done an audit of your website here's all the ideas here they all are and then it does a really cool stuff which is i mean that was the cool stuff actually that's the that's the inlinks magic bit that that you can't do with other stuff because we've got our own uh, entity entity platform entity extraction algorithm but but the, the then you can say right okay right do you agree customer these are the ones or delete the ones you disagree with right so you've now got buy-in for the for the plan then you go press 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 button it can write the post for you using chat gbt or open ai uh, version of that um you can edit that post um and then you can um 
Uh, it comes out pretty with emojis and various other bits and pieces, design it for LinkedIn or, or, or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it may be. Uh, you can also, um, if you want to have a call to action, we already know what pages uh, are relevant to that. So you can select from the drop down so you don't have to remember and cut and paste all the URLs and things like that. But you can if you want, you can put in any any URL uh, as, as a link if you want. Uh, we also um, have linked into an API for Pixabay. So if you want stock imagery, you can get stock imagery put into the image as well. Uh, and then, uh, but of course, you can upload your own your own image as well. So, and then schedule it in a calendar. So the idea is that you've got this this workflow that is taking all those pain points for the social media manager uh, and trying to take them away. And also, it's giving a lot of um, credibility to the brand because the brand is now confident that the system is now trying to, you know, it's trying to build on what the brand uh, the brand is is talking about already so we're not it's not just suddenly saying hey let's go and talk about you know uh, this 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 guy that died over here or something that's you know totally inappropriate to the brand it's talking about the stuff that is really important to it so it's not that you can't write a post and put it out there through those the medium as well but the real magic is is extending that uh, that functionality to your website so that the brand messaging just stays right on point well, what a what a great tool and, and well, i hope for- so yeah, for for uh, for a CMO, it's like it's like a dream because now you're gonna have alignment between your search and your your social and uh, for your social media people, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, well, we we reckon so, and 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 of course, it, I mean, at the back end, it's also an SEO tool. So actually, all the decisions it's 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 been making to get to that point are hopefully reflected in the SEO strategy as well. For those that are using the, the SEO part of the tool, you certainly you certainly don't need to use the SEO part of the tra- tool to use to use the social media part. Um, but, you know, it's early days. It came out literally today. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, you did get the scoop. <laughs> that, you know, it wasn't in my plan. My plan, of course, was to get it out weeks ago. And, uh, and you know, what with project overruns and things, it just doesn't it doesn't go out when it should. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, so you got the scoop. <laughs> I get it. Well, well I, I'm, I'm happy to be here for it. So, um, you know, I, want to do, I do want to shift gears, though, to your presentation at Brighton. That was very interesting. Um, it's about internal linking. Yep. And one of the, you, you start off with this is you go through how Google has evaluated internal links over the yeah. years. And from something yeah. that was by today's standards overly sophisticated. These are things like page rank and then iterations. There are engrams for context, a term I didn't know of called chunking, which I learned from you. Uh, yeah, that was more Yahoo actually than, than Google. Uh, the research paper was, I mean, uh, but yes, chunking is where they sort of sit there and say, right, if we analyze websites in well you could say paragraphs humans would see it as paragraphs but machines see it as in blocks of text uh then you actually get a better representation of the underlying content than if you try and read all of the content on a page um because you've got all the navigation bars and all the pop-up menus or whatever it may be that might be irrelevant to the uh to the body yeah well it's it's, it's, it's very interesting because you go through this this history lesson and i think it's I think it's worthwhile to, to it, at the risk of re- being repetitive for you, because it helps us to understand how we got to the moment we're in now. Uh, can, yeah. you, can you talk about that evolution from? Oh uh, yeah, well, I, okay, for sure. I mean, I I, I, I certainly can. So yeah, uh, and I'm, I might have forgotten a few bits that I put into the presentation because uh, you know I, I haven't got got it open in front of me. But uh, yeah, I I, I kind of went through. I mean, I've always been a big big fan of of PageRank. You know. I, I, 
once I once I understood PageRank, I was able to do presentations on it and the maths on it. I've got a T-shirt with the algorithm on it. I am that kind of nerd, you know. So uh, and I started in 1999, so pre pre PageRank. So, but Google clearly changed the game when they brought out PageRank. But the interesting thing about PageRank is that it, the maths doesn't have any context whatsoever. There's no you can say how how important how powerful a page is, but not under what conditions. So if you take that to a human level. Bill Gates, very influential. Not so much when it comes to music, you know? Uh, so so the context is really, really important. So that meant that, that Google then had to spend a lot of time uh, working on context so that they could say, right, we need the context first before we can say which of the pages that fit the context go in which order. So PageRank was was only part, ever part of the, the, the whole game. So then there were a whole load of different uh, things that they started to work on to try and work on that, that content. One of them was um, uh, the idea of, uh, of reasonable surfer. So the idea is that all the links that they were using to build PageRank, well, uh, some of them are more important than others, so they could start changing things around. But that still wasn't really working on, on context. But, but the idea of a reasonable surfer was, was interesting because it meant that maybe we could sort of uh, try and work out how they were trying to, how, how they were trying to, uh, to work out reasonable surfer. And we, we decided, you know, it could be where they're clicking on a page and using sort of uh, sort of that sort of thing. But it actually turns out much easier to um, to, to use the DOM. Uh, so, so the rendered page, the, the, te- the, the underlying uh, text in a rendered web page uh, and then say, right, OK, stuff in the body text is more more relevant than stuff in the in, in the header or, or whatever. Or things in lists, or whatever, are going to be more important. So, so that means that the anchor text can then become a signal of context. Um, and we're pretty, pretty, we're all pretty sure that it was very much a signal of context uh, of, of that. Um, and then the words around it um, became a possible uh, fact within there, and a lot of people feel that that may have been uh, something that, that expanded it. Obviously, the title of the page and things gives context. So basically, where the link came from, um, then moved into a thing called uh, they they called it topical page rank. I think something came out about it now as well, uh, and and, uh, and you know because I used to be with Majestic, I kind of got that because we have this thing called the topical trust flow, or they have that thing called topical trust flow, and it looks it looks now like pretty much Majestic got the idea bang on. So the way that Majestic does its its maths, it sits there and says, right, we know that all these web pages over here are about these topics, and and there could be you know a thousand different topics basically but they're all these so therefore they're probably going to be more likely to be talking about those topics or they're going to have influence in that kind of area more than that area so more like more influence in the health sector than the finance sector or whatever it may be so so instead of just spreading page rank by number you could spread page rank effectively by uh concept as well and and a page could end up with many concepts uh, that it's influenced by based on the, the 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 concepts of the links that are going in so that that was never really properly explained until i saw some stuff today that looks very close to it by google but of course they've moved on a little bit now uh, and and really when they bought MetaWeb, they changed their game completely so when they bought freebase uh they they started to build up the world not in terms of keywords and n-grams so n-grams is how many times Tower Bridge appears next to each other, or you know, say a Golden Gate Bridge. You know, suddenly, suddenly, Golden Gate Bridge means something completely different to gold and gates and bridges. Frankly, it's it's very very unique in what it is when those numbers words come together. So that becomes an entity in its own right. Uh, and so what what um, 
knowledge graphs allow uh, a search engine to do or any big data model to do is to break up their world of information into underlying concepts entities so the best way to think about an entity is if it hasn't got a wikipedia page article on it then it, it ain't an entity there's a lot of other ways to look at it that's not entirely true but that's the way we look at it because we know it's open source the great thing about wikipedia is that it's also um human edited so uh, of course lies go into wikipedia but they usually get found out at some point, get fixed at some point, and as the world moves on, the system moves on. Whereas if you had a static data set, then um, over time things would would not improve. So, so by by having this map of of ideas, it's really, in my mind, much like a a map or a, you know a, a physical map of a simplification of the world in which you know text text lies uh and so breaking it down into entities then they show the they, they, then they can work on the relationships between those entities they can describe the world in which they see the, the way in which they see the world in a much more mathematical concept it's much more scalable for a search engine so a search engine when they're trying to work out the whole the whole of the internet based on web pages and and, and all the text on web pages that's going up by millions and with chat gpt probably billions a day uh well billions and trillions a day you know a lot of pages going on it's just it's just going like that the volume of of content the volume of concepts is pretty much staying even yeah. we're all talking about the same old stuff yeah we get a few more things coming on every now and then but you know the the world's information is not increasing so if they can organize the world's information by concept um, primarily, then you can just imagine the scale problem becomes come, becomes easier for them when they're dealing with the kinds of information that you're trying to organize the world's information. So uh, as SEOs for the last 10 years, well, uh, probably for the, yeah, since about 2014, we should have been um, looking at the world and how Google would end up understanding the world in, in, in concepts. And uh, uh, so yes, now we've got all this stuff coming out with LLMs, uh, triple LLMs and stuff, but, uh, but, um, this idea of the world being understood in concepts is, is, is fundamental to the way in which neural networks work. Uh, and, um, uh, and so, uh, luckily Inlinks was building on that basis. Um, I, along the way I wrote entity SEO, a, a book, which, uh, don't try and buy the Kindle version; doesn't work. But anyway, you know, so you're going to have to get the physical version. I have to fix that. Um, but uh, I wrote that because I wanted to become an entity in the knowledge panel. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so so the way in which we do SEOs is SEO is changing, and it's all about you know, can we become identified a as a concept in our own right or our brand in a, in our own right, uh, and then what is that brand associated with? Because there ain't no way that I'm ever going to be influential at singing. I can tell you that for nothing. Uh, and yeah. uh, and it, so if I start talking about singing on podcasts, that really doesn't do me any favours at all for the knowledge graph. But hopefully the, the knowledge graph will get over it. <laughs> I, that is an amazing that is an amazing history lesson, just off the top of your head, too. You didn't have any notes or anything like that. And I'm glad you told me about it not working on Kindle because I tried to download it and it didn't work. So I thought it was something I did. It's my bad. Uh, it's my bad. <laughs> well, it's not. I, I, outs I outsourced the, uh, the get it ready for Kindle to somewhere and, uh, you know, and that, uh, that didn't work, did it? <laughs> uh, well, this is, this is good. I want to kind of go over some, some vocab words if I could. So sure. What you do really, really well in all your talks and even here on this show, it's kind of helpful to put yourself in Google's shoes, right? Like imagine yeah. the challenge. 
you, you say in the speech, imagine this challenge. A Mustang could be a car or it could be a horse. Yeah. How does Google do what you want? How do they align their results with searcher intent? And you yeah. come with this word disambiguation. It seems like yes. that's Mueller. What does disambiguation mean and how is Google using it? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so for me, I think that um, that we, we, we talk about search engine optimization and, and we kind of think, right, if we optimize, we're just going to get more and more people coming to our website um, for, you know, put keyword in here. And I think that that's not really where um, Google is trying to head. What Google is trying to do, it doesn't care about any individual website. What it's trying to do is to be as as narrow in its definitions as possible uh, in that it's trying to disambiguate absolutely everything so it can't get anything wrong. Um, so uh, it means that... Uh, it means that the more focused you are, and I don't mean focused by only using certain keywords, but focused you are on uh, on specific topics or concepts for any particular post, the uh, the more Google's going to say, right, this 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 is definitely the post that is going to answer this user's question over here, because there's two parts to the pie, and you only have control of one part. You've got control of your content. Uh, but you don't have control over what the user is typing into Google and what Google knows about that user when they type in there. So, I mean, you have some advantages, you know, with with uh, with uh, local search, of course, because, you know, you've got the city. So there's something something in there that's uh, that's um, uh, that you've got a common interest in. If it's something generic, then it's much, much harder to prove that you are the authority or one of the. The, the few authorities that that, that that deserves to come back for this topic. So the more that you can align your brand with just the right kinds of things that truly do reflect, you know, what makes you, you know, what makes your value proposition stand out, uh, the better your um, chances are of success. Uh, and that was true in marketing anyway, even before all this stuff came on, because, you know, you, you could have, 500 design agencies and they all said hey we we design you know fast cheap and whatever whatever the whatever the things they do and when you really look at them 480 of them didn't really have any standout proposition compared to the to the other 20 and out of the other 20 one had you know i'm the only one that could do 3d graphics in the 1980s or you know whatever the, whatever their unique bits are uh and they stand out for for a mile um and they're not those, those ones are not trying to get every single customer they're trying to get the right customer that is going to really resonate with them and they're going to bond and they're going to you know be guys in a pub having a drink mm. Well, 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 here's the here's the next thing that I, I, I thought I would ask you about, and this is this is the next book, Edward. I did read the preview to your book. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a differentiation between uh, strings and things. So strings yep. meaning words, and things meaning entities. So uh, I, I, I gotta I gotta be cheeky now and just get the get the book out so it sort of sits there, you know, please, for those yeah. those. So uh, <laughs> so please please do uh, anyone that sees it, but. Um, yeah, so so this this goes back to um, exactly the, the the fact that Google bought MetaWeb. You know, before Google bought MetaWeb and Freebase, they really looked at the world by you know reading all the words on a page, uh, seeing you know which words were next to each other. So if somebody typed in, "I want to go to Fiji," 
uh, then it'll say, right, how many websites in the world have have got the words I want to go into go to Fiji in the uh, in the sentence? Might take out the ands or whatever. Uh, later mm-hmm. they put them back in again. Uh, anyway, so so they were basically it was all based around these these uh, n-gram numbers. So they can sit there and say, right, this phrase has been typed in this many times in the web, and it's only on these websites uh, web pages. And then they can broaden it and say, right, these other ones are here. And then they could say the when it's mentioned the title or the meta description or whatever, then it may have some other values and things. And then we have all the link information going on top of that, so we get some 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 scores against them. So the, but it was all done around words, um, uh, which is which is strings, strings of words. Uh, and now it's done around things. So when somebody types in, I want to go to Fiji, it's going to first take that user's query and say, what does that person really mean? What they mean is, um, do they want to, uh, actually, the, the example I usually use is a uh, house. You know, when somebody types in a, a, a house, do they want to buy the house? Do they want to sell the house? Do they want to mortgage the house? Um, you know, uh, or do they want to paint the house? You know, all these different things are very different intentions for the user but um but mortgaging in a house and financing a house probably mean exactly the same thing so you know it, they're, they're the same concept just using different words uh, and they probably didn't type in financing a house they probably said i've gone behind on my payments how do i you know whatever they might have done so so so, so they're spending a lot of time changing that user query into something that is basically the entities and that's essentially saying right I'm now i need, now need a page that that maps these three or four concepts uh on the page very well and i've got these pages over here so it turns everything into numbers we don't see the numbers but basically it can sit there and say i need a page that has entity number 456bh 324h whatever they were some hex number you know and those four and then it can look that up much much quicker um and that's how i see um, the matching going on. There's so much more time spent on the user query and what they're thinking about. And then it's changing that user query to match uh, match sort of their map of the world um, by concept. So those are the things. So the world is about things uh, and uh, not strings. I never knew, before your speech, I never knew how important these acquisitions were to Google building out that knowledge graph. The knowledge graph is another one of these vocab words that we can spend some time on because yeah. I like the example you have uh, for, for our audience that we're drinking yeah. beer on here and everything like that, but you have an example that really makes it very simple. A knowledge graph, is, and you compare it to a local pub that describes beer. I so, do. I do. I do. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it really hit me. I mean, I was trying to figure this stuff out around about uh, seven years ago, I suppose, five, six years, seven years ago now. And... um and I was sitting in a pub, and on the wall of this pub was this poster of beer. And what it was was, um, you know, Vienna lagers are a thing, apparently. Uh, and then, you know, Stein, Steins and whatever. So there's different IPAs and stouts and stuff like that. So it basically had a, you know, a ring of, 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 of hubs of, of types of beer, you know, bitter, stout lager you know and then off that it had you know german lagers or you know or um or um vienna stouts or whatever whatever there were guinness you know uh, and and so it basically had hubs and spokes of ideas and it was clear that this was just a list of beers but put into uh into connections and i thought you know what that is a knowledge graph that's just a poster on a wall but it's a knowledge graph. I understand it. I can see connections. I can see relationships. Um, it's a knowledge graph of beer. So I took a photograph of that, and I've used it in presentations ever since. <laughs> wow. 
I love it. I love it. Well, I, th- I think this is, uh, we've been talking now for 22 minutes about a speech. About wow, that was quick, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we, have, we, haven't, we haven't talked about internal links once. So I think no. what, we're, what we're getting to is the power of internal linking is that it, it can tie all these topics together. So if you've got a website with a lot, with a lot of uh, topically related content, um, you need you need to build these internal links. But yeah, and, well, and and also they can provide that context that that you started yeah. the story with, of you know, uh, if, if as long as those links are meaningful, uh, and 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 a, and a search engine can understand what you're saying when you know, and 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 they're trying to get into the head of a user. You know, a user's clicked on that link for a reason. The words in that in or around that that that. Um, content they came from is helpful in saying what the content they're about to go to is about unless you've spanned the system but even if if you have spanned the system and it's not relevant then you're actually going to do a disservice to the uh, to the person at the other end because uh you're going to you're going to fail on the disambiguation methodology which is what you're trying to do you're trying to make it crystal clear so that um, you know so that you're and I put this in the presentation as well. So, so that if your website is a, you know a bundle of stories and you've got blog posts that are are talking about all sorts of different concepts, uh, and uh, I, 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 then I see it as a sort of tumbleweed kind of uh, uh, idea. You know, all your stories are interconnected. You're talking about the ideas all over the place. What you really need to do is help a search engine. Or, or the humans turn that into you know a cactus where it's you know you're only really interested in making sure that the user um, knows that you are knowledgeable about this 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 and this you know a dozen things probably I, I don't know any businesses that are really you know more than about a dozen things you know it, it, you know that you've got to be a pretty big business or you've got to sell an awful lot of different product lines and try and be an expert on all of them you're not going to be that you're going to be an expert on clothing you're not going to be an expert on clothing and food at the same time unless you're in this country marks expenses but even so you know then those people are not trying to be experts necessarily in baked beans but Heinz yeah. is you know yeah uh, this is fantastic. So I want to let me get now. We've got the concept down. I understand yep. these vocab words. Now I actually want to build some internal links. Uh, if I've got a small site manually doing it easy enough, yep. I yep. could use some tools to automate and look for these words. But we just kind of talked yep. about how there's limitations to words now. It's more about topics. The yeah. So, so so there's some free tools out there that you can use. Well, you know, including in links to help you take a web page and look and break it down into the underlying uh, entities. So IBM Watson have one. Uh, Google has one, but it's not very good. Um, and uh, uh, and InLinks has one, so there's three anyway. So there's three free ones you can use. And they're called named entity extraction algorithms or NLP algorithms. Basically, you put in a web page or a bunch of text and it'll come back with the underlying entities that are that are in those so yeah so that can help you but that only does it at a page level so you've got to go through and do that on every page but it's uh that's going to save you hours right there <laughs> yeah yeah so ultimately you can use tools to create your own knowledge graph this is not impossible yeah. this is this is doable for yeah. uh and that's, and, that, and that's what InLinks does. Yeah. So, so, so obviously now here comes the plug guys for InLinks, but yeah, <laughs> basically you put in the, yeah. your, your website into InLinks, it'll read, well, it'll read as many pages as you let us read. Cause we, cause uh, it's, you know, that's the, that's the, the value bit of the system. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll read up to 20 pages for free. So, so, so it's got a free system where you can do that. So if you've got a very 
small website, you don't need to use anything. If it's a bigger website, yeah, this has got small costs associated with it. But um, but it'll it'll then build a knowledge graph of of all the entities and what pages that they're they're on as well. So then the system, uh, you can you can go through and say, right, you know what, I really am. You know, my car is. I'm a, I'm a Mercedes dealership in in Oregon. So basically. Oregon is a really important entity for me. Mercedes is an important uh, entity for me. Mm. And cars are an important entity for me. But essentially, probably all of those models are important as well. So I've got a whole web page on AMG. AMG. Uh, And I talk about them on a bunch of blog posts as well. But this one page over here is the real go-to page. This is the one that I want the search engines to go to when somebody says AMG cars in Oregon or AMG Oregon dealers or AMG um, sales, uh, used car sales or whatever it may be. All of those phrases, it's all the same page that you're going to end up with because you're not going to build a you could build 100 web pages for all of them, but frankly, Google doesn't care about that. Google just wants to know where the authority is, and so does the user for all of those kind of queries. So so you've got to decide which one is the page, and we, we you just do a point and click. We already know that it talks about AMG uh, on all these pages. Choose which page is the AMG page. What it will then do is it will go through the back of the rest of the site, find all your other mentions of AMG, uh, and in the body text, it can link that through uh, to the page that's uh, that's um, uh, about AMG. So all you're doing there is saying, right, here's the page that should be where all the users end up if they're really interested in AMG. Even if they're reading about, you know, uh, a, a car about you know, how I smashed my AMG on the uh, on the on the highway the other day, you know, AMG can still link through to the AMG page because you're going to need a new AMG, right? You just smashed it up on the highway. So, uh, so, so, um, so, so you're making it very crystal clear where the authority is for the for AMG, even though you're talking about AMG all over the website. The more you're talking about it on the website, the more knowledgeable you clearly are around AMGs. But you always want to make sure that the page that's optimized for your customers, for your search engines, for for the concept of AMG ends up in the same place. So that, that internal linking is then automated in any links. It's got to be done manually for, you know, for, for if you've got a smaller website. Um, the way we do it is, is one line of JavaScript codes on, on uh, which you can put in through a, a header or footer plugin if you use WordPress or Google Tag Manager if you um, don't have access to the actual site itself. So there's different ways of to, 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 to get that code in. But essentially, that's that's what does it. Yeah, well, I, I love I love that you go through all this and it, it makes it seem much more accessible to me. And then at the end, I don't know if you even remember what I'm talking about here, but you have these use cases where people actually did what you're talking about. And there's all yeah. these charts going to the right. Do, do you remember uh, the, these these examples that you had? And can you tell us? Yeah, uh, well, they weren't all they weren't all done by us. So uh, so so those examples I took from from other people that were using the same methodology. Um, but the, most of them were done by us because obviously you know, people throw our, um, their, our uh, examples our way. So we kind of record all of them over on inlinks.com slash case studies. Um, so there's a case studies link on the homepage. So, uh, and it's got all the, all the uh, case studies in there. Now, Inlinks does do some other stuff. So they're not all about the internal links, but, um, but there's a bunch in there that if anybody wants to go and track them down, uh, then they're, they're more than welcome. What I would say, and I want to just want to be fair, is uh, not every site suddenly suddenly dives up because of that. Because if Google already properly understands your website, then just just helping to disambiguate more is is going to is going to have a marginal effect. 
if uh, if Google if Google sees that you've you've talked about AMG on fifty pages, uh, but doesn't really know which one, then you've got a lot of cannibalization going on. So it's saying right, AMG and car color is 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 over here, and AMG and crashing on a highway is over here, and but it doesn't really understand where the authority lies. So um, so that disambiguation then then happens with the internal linking. But if you're already disambiguated. Then the impact is is marginal, um, but uh, uh, but there's other things you can do as well with the tool, of course. Very interesting, and I I, I love the, the way you explain this stuff. It's very interesting. The last question Thanks. I have uh, is why did carrots help you see in the dark? And more importantly, uh, what does this have to do with internal linking? Ah, uh, okay, right, okay. So that was all to do with uh, with what happens. Uh, yeah, okay. So for those for those that haven't looked at the slides, <laughs> it, uh, it starts with that, you know, um, with, uh, with why do carrots help you? Well, can I ask you, Mark, is that something you ever heard in your life, that carrots can help you see in the dark? It okay. seems like it. You know, I, 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 so, I don't know. So, so, so here's the thing. It's, it's, it's really the Brits that, you know, every British child um, will, will, will know that phrase and believe that phrase. And it's because they were told so by their parents. The reason they were told so by their parents, it turns out. So, so we kind of all grew up believing that carrots will help you see in the dark. Complete lie, complete myth. What happened was um, during the war, uh, we had radar and we didn't want the Luftwaffe to know why we were keeping on finding their planes every time they flew over to bomb us in the Battle of Britain. So the the message went out on uh, on you know British wartime radio propaganda radio that you know our pilots you know always ate carrots so they had lots of vitamin D so they could uh, they could or whatever vitamin it, 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 it might be uh, so that they could see in the dark um, and they were kind of hoping that they would fool the Germans. All they really did was get all the kids in the UK to eat more root vegetables during wartime, which also probably wasn't a bad thing. But what it's left is a complete lie. And all the Brits believe that you can, you know, carrots help you see in the dark. Um, so we have misinformation. What I, what I was trying to get to with that is misinformation or bad links um, it has, has a big impact on society or can have a big impact on your website in a micro level, on society at a macro level. And uh, and so it's coming out in the chat GPT stuff as well. You're finding, you know, complete falsehoods coming out. And some of them are very basic. I'm trying to trying to get um, I tried to play hangman the other day on uh, on on chat GPT. It said, I've got a five letter word for you. And it was a six letter word. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, halfway through, I said, you said it was a five-letter word. It says, my apologies, it's a six-letter word. Well, that doesn't work, does it? So so, yeah. so things go wrong. Um, and the more accurate you can be when you're putting together your, uh, your, uh, your internal linking, the less um, you're going to uh, create problems for your, for, for in the minds of your customers in the future. Yeah, I love that. There's a bit of a responsibility then at the end. So I, I love yeah. it so much. I mean, let me let me switch to uh, everyone's favorite part of the show. All right. So this is where Greg Gifford gives me a question for the guests with no context. Oh, no, no way. No. All right, Greg. Okay. And, and so it's a bit of a high wire act for both of us. So for, for you, he has two questions. The first one is vintage car. Does that ring a bell mm. to you at all? Mm -hmm. is there yeah, that yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I um, it's actually a kit car. So I have, uh, apart from... 
my 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 Mustang. I have a Mustang, but I also have a, a thing called a Pilgrim Bulldog, which uh, is a bright orange car. Which, if you put it up on the screen, it looks like a Morgan, um, but it's not. It's made of it's made of fiberglass. It's uh, it's got a, a very old MG engine in the back of it. You probably do you know? It's not. It's 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 really fun to drive, but only because you know safety wasn't invented when we built this car you know um and uh uh so yeah so i i i drive that i used to be uh treasurer of the the pilgrim car club you know so enthusiasts and stuff so yeah so i uh i i like my little orange car it makes people smile every time that goes past anybody that's awesome we'll have to we'll, we have to get an image for the show the next question from greg he said to ask you about meeting the queen have you met the queen is that I've been to. I went to Buckingham Palace twice. Um, I, I, I would say I spent a lot more time um, talking with Princess Anne, who uh, who told me uh, that. <laughs> so I met Princess Anne. We so Majestic won some awards, and we won won awards for uh, Queen's Award for Export and Queen's Award for Innovation. So that's where we went twice. The Export one also involved a dinner at the Institute of Export, you know, to celebrate the winners. So. And Princess Anne was was there. And so there was a line up there. And I knew that she was going to be asking me, so what do you do? And as you say, I, I try and give my answers and, and explain things in ways that humans understand, you know, <laughs> normal people understand. So I was racking my brains and, and she came up and said, hello, and, and what do you do? And I said, um, I said uh, we're, like a, we're, we're like a scrappy Google, because uh, I was talking about Majestic. And... Uh, and without missing a beat, she said, you are not a scrappy Google. You're a jewel in the British crown. And I thought, you know absolutely why you're here. Absolutely why you're here. You, you, you read about the winners before you came down. You were well prepared. And you gave me a – I got bollocked by royalty, um, which was fun. Uh, so, so, yeah, I have, I've been there twice, but it was because of Majestic's um, achievements, not because of mine. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Dixon, you're one of the really great uh, educators in the industry. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation with you, and we'll be on the lookout for what's next from you. We'll, we'll make sure to link out to the book, too. And congratulations on the new tool where we started. Well, uh, it's a big world. It's a big world in uh, you know social media marketing, and um, I hope that HubSpot buys me before the, uh, before I have to compete with them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you a virtual cheers for everybody else watching. We'll be back next week with another episode of Sense and Search. Thank you. Thanks, Dixon. Cheers, guys.